0: was sadly misinformed, but nobody of reasonable intelligence could be on a board and not know that they were sadly misinformed. Well, I fear that the minute someone started to feel misinformed, they were replaced. Mm -hmm. That's exactly right. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Yep. That is what happened repeatedly. And that's why you have this track record of us trying to get the school to pay attention and them, you know, doing just the basics, just the minimal to fix it, and then backsliding as soon as we turn it back. Yeah. You ask a question. Uh, and that's what the director is now telling them, oh, just wait, the commission will get tired and go away. Well, we're not yeah. going yeah, away this is. time. You know, but this not, does not speak to, vote on them yet. is how do we, how do we break the cycle? I mean, you know, there are lessons learned here for us. Mm-hmm. I think we approve strong schools to start with, yeah. so we don't get right. these ones that have all this turmoil right from the beginning because they almost never recover. And this is not just our observation in I O. this is nationally. Yeah. You just don't see those weak schools get better, hardly ever. Well, uh, heritage. Heritage I mean, which one? Heritage. The, you you control. Control. Oh, Heritage Academy. Yeah, they're a classic income. Yeah, so. I mean that that was a mistake <laughs> we made a long time ago. But, I mean, let's just talk about today with McCall. I mean that's a strong academic program. But not financially. But we're not or, or super confident with the board.
1: We've seen a lot worse though.
0: Yeah. They're kind of middling. The, the conversation we've had in our office is kind of, you can take a mediocre board and make it a pretty decent board through training and if they're willing to listen, which that group for the most part seems to be. You can't take a really bad board and make it even a decent board. Yeah. Back to Stringham Mountain, you've got 57% that show as being served well in math, although we've got more dropping out of proficiency in the state. That's a huge number. If I had time, I would have gone and pulled actual numbers of children for you on this, but I didn't. And this was one that Laurie Otter wrote the letter in support of. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Well, there's 105 kids. We can do the math, the numbers of kids. Yeah. Wow. And that's the political pressure that came up during the next presentation, right? At, at some point we just have to say, and I've been working on this actively with our legislators and with the governor's office to say come to us and ask what the story is. The commission's not being arbitrary here. Mm-hmm. We're taking these actions for a reason. And the governor's office is listening in a way that they never have before. So that's going well. But stay tuned. We'll see what happens if things really get difficult. And I, I told Greg, the the governor's education advisor. It's coming. He it is coming. Of course I couldn't show him this data, but what I showed him was the percentage of our schools that are in you know critical and remediation on Look, academics. That chart that is... It's half.
1: Yeah, half it's of our schools
0: are not meeting the standard. Well that's a problem. So he, he knows he's warned. We can't show them, though the public data on their report card. Because that can't be looking good either. Yeah, but in a lot of their cases, it's masked because of their so small. small numbers. <laughs> we can, we can share very little. We're working with our data people in the state board office to make sure that we share out every piece that we possibly can. This year, we had to mask a whole bunch because there wasn't time for them to <laughs> help us sort through what could and could not be shared because it's not as simple as just this school's number. If you're looking at, say, a median SGP, technically somebody really smart could figure out what one individual student's score was at a small school if they knew who was on either side of that median. So it, it gets very complicated, and the data people are just erring on the side of caution. And the only thing we were able to share out this year was their overall academic score. Not very helpful to the parents. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. Well, and here we are in Idaho where homeschooling is a huge deal and there's a huge discrepancy between homeschool students as to who's achieving and who's not. And it all relates back to the parent. And if the parent's making the decision like this one, where they don't care, then what are we to do? <laughs> okay. Yeah. But the taxpayer money's going to the school, uh-huh. right? right. So the huh yeah, that's a challenge. Yeah. I mean, you close a yes. school, the parents go nuts. So even though that it's a terrible mm-hmm. education opportunity, they just burn you at the stake. But authorizers everywhere face that. You're not alone. Mm-hmm. That happens to everybody. And authorizers get through it. You've gotten through it before. we we've, we've all survived this in a few cases, and it's not pretty and it's not fun. But you get past it, and most of the community out there, including the charter school community, says good, thank you. Find yeah, but they won't say, say it know. out loud. That's the don't. hard part. I get the <laughs> calls. They say it. Say, hey, <laughs> <laughs> the charter can't schools say let us know. Kind of, they they give us a quiet phone call to say thank yeah. you. Yeah. <laughs>